It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host of this Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. I hope that your week is off to a tremendous start, and I hope that you had a really, really awesome Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving holiday if you are in the United States of America. I know that those crazy Canucks up north, like Michael Beck of the Live Mic on every Tuesday morning, he celebrates Thanksgiving, and I think think it's October. I don't know, those crazy Canucks up there. They do whatever they want. That's fine. They got their thing. We've got our thing. Nonetheless, everyone, I hope, had a great holiday, whether you were with family or with not, or without, I should say. I hope it was good. I had a great Thanksgiving. I really was hoping I was going to get to see the Pittsburgh Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving night uh, with my dad and my brother, two people that I really don't get to watch Steeler games with anymore. But unfortunately... COVID-19 had different plans as the coronavirus continues to ravage the Baltimore Ravens lineup. And I say lineup, I you know, it used to be, well, their offense or their defensive line. It is literally their entire lineup. The latest name as of Sunday afternoon evening was Willie Sneed, wide receiver, who always seems to give the Steelers fits, by the way. He was the latest the latest name. I think they are up to 22 or 23 players. 22 or 23 players that are now on their reserve COVID-19 list. 
It's incredible. It is incredible. You know, I asked people in our Slack channel, which that's the staff at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And I said, do you all think this is worse than the Titan situation? And we all said, yeah, because the Titan situation was bad and, and, and they were going out and having individual practices at a private school nearby and stuff. And that's that's a bad look. But holy cow, has this thing just gone through the Ravens lineup from top to bottom like we have, we've never seen. You think about the Titans, like Derrick Henry didn't test positive. Ryan Tannehill didn't test positive. You know, the big name players, Malcolm Butler, they didn't test positive. It went through and it, they had a lot of positive tests and they had coaches and all that stuff. Holton, I mean, my gosh, I mean, you name a, a significant player on the Baltimore Ravens team, period. Maybe outside of Justin Tucker, the kicker, and, and they've tested positive, period. And I got to be honest, I am sick and tired of talking about this. I'm sick of writing articles about it. I'm sick of the speculation. And let's be honest, as of this being recorded, which is Sunday night, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens are still playing at Heinz Field on Tuesday night. Could that change? I guess. I guess it could. I don't know. I feel like I've predicted this game four times now. No, it's been three. But still, (laughs) I still feel like this is... This is one of those storylines that just it's never it just seems like it's never going to stop. But the one thing that the NFL is going to I mean, I guess if we're looking at the Denver Broncos situation as kind of like a lead example here, the Denver Broncos, in case you didn't know, Jeff Driscoll, backup quarterback to Drew Locke, who actually played against Pittsburgh in week two at Heinz Field. He gets he test positive for COVID-19. And at, the, at that time, they told the, the Broncos that they're fine. Everyone else is good to go. Shouldn't be an issue. Then all of a sudden on Saturday, they say that because they found out that the quarterbacks in the team room or the meetings, they didn't wear face masks. And because of that, they were considered high risk contacts. And therefore, none of their quarterbacks were able to or allowed to play. None of them, not one. So they had to bring up a practice squad wide receiver who used to be a quarterback at Wake Forest to play in a spot start. And that didn't pan out too well, as you could imagine. But still, I mean, if they made the Denver Broncos play, they could have easily said, all right, guys, hey, we're going to bump your game back to Monday and the Saints can stay in town and they'll, they'll be fine. And we're going to bump your game back to Monday. By Monday, we'll be able to get you at least one quarterback. We're going to do some, we'll do some work. No, they said you're playing. They said you're playing. The Denver Broncos tried to get an assistant coach who used to be a college quarterback. They said, can we get him in the lineup? And the NFL said, no, you got to play, figure it out. So when I hear that, when I hear that story, I think to myself, there's no way they can bump this game back. So Dave Schofield, kudos to him and Jeffrey Benedict, all of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and on our podcast platform, Jeffrey Benedict of Know Your Enemy podcast with Michael Beck and Dave Schofield of The Stat Geek and The Steelers Preview and The Scobro Show. They did some work. So Dave looked it up. He went through their entire roster and all the players that have tested positive. And I believe that they're down to maybe 49 players on their overall roster. So Jeffrey Benedict said that the collective bargaining agreement says that you have to have 44 players to be able to play a game. If it's less than 44, obviously like 43, the collective, the the players association would have to sign off on them being able to play. So what do I hear? Unless in, in the NFL, by the way, the NFL came out and said they think that this is the tail end of it. Pretty much done. Willie Sneed was the lone positive. They're basically saying, we think this is it. So 
that sounds to me like the NFL should be saying, hey, John Harbaugh, you got half your team on COVID-19 reserve list. Good luck. We'll see you at Heinz Field against the 10-0 Steelers. That's the way I feel like it should go. But at the same time, it all depends. It all depends. Because the virus could, I don't know, it could... More players could test positive. If it does test positive, the NFL has said that if that's the case, they they feel that it is a community spread and not from the assistant coach, the strength and conditioning coach that was very reckless with what he did, or should I say did not do within the uh, organization. But the one thing, so again, I hope that there's a game on Tuesday. And I know a lot of Steeler fans or just really like, yeah, let's play. Because, I mean, the Steelers have had their COVID situation too. Kevin Dotson's still on the COVID reserve list. I don't know if the Steelers are just keeping him there. I doubt that. Or he's still showing symptoms, or he just won't test negative. That can all be possible. But Stefan Tuitt got put on the list. Isaiah Bugs got put on the list. And Gerald Hawkins got put on the list. Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator, he's can't coach because he tested positive. So did quarterbacks coach Matt Canada. But Mike Tomlin spoke to the media on Sunday because they were having a Friday-type practice as they were about 48 hours out of game, and they were out of the game, and he basically said, we have no new positives. In other words, the protocol that's been set forth by the National Football League worked. Everything was virtual. So Matt Canada tests positive. He's not physically in a room with Ben Roethlisberger. He's not in a room with Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, Joshua Dobbs, doesn't matter. And that's why none of them are either considered high-risk contacts or tested positive themselves. The protocols work when they're followed, folks. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to test positive. They're going to test positive. You just have to hope that it's not a quarterback on your team that's you know hoping to make the playoffs. But there's a lot of fans right now as they see Vegas line go from, I think the Steelers are about four-point favorites, four and a half maybe in some. They've jumped to like, ten, I think it's 10-point favorites now. I think they're 10-point favorites. And a lot of fans are thinking, I hope they play just because it's going to be an easy W for the Steelers. An easy W. And I get that sentiment. I really do. But the headline of this episode, it was chosen for a reason. Never underestimate a team with their backs against the wall. Now, was this headline specifically chosen so that the fan base might, I don't know, bring their expectations back down to reality a little bit? Possibly. Do I believe everything that I'm about to say? Eh, We'll see. Nonetheless, I want to remind you about a game. A game that both Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield attended. Not together. They didn't know they were in the same stadium together, but they were both there. I'm going to magically whisk you away to December 27th, 2015. A game where the... Nine and five, I believe. Nine and five Pittsburgh Steelers went in to play the four and ten Baltimore Ravens at MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. I want to read you Jamison Hensley, Hensley of ESPN. I want to read you this breakdown. Okay, just a few paragraphs. Bear with me here. End quote. Ryan Mallett's debut with the Baltimore Ravens provided a bright spot in an otherwise gloomy season, looking decisive and clutch. Mallet led an undermanned Ravens offense by throwing for a career-high 274 yards and one touchdown in a 20-17 upset of the AFC North rival Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. 
It was it was 30 yards more than he's had in his previous any previous start, and it allowed the Ravens to turn back a Steelers team looking to make a playoff push. Mallett didn't look like a quarterback who was signed 12 days ago, completing all four of his third down passes on the opening drive, including an eight-yard touchdown to Chris Matthews. He also didn't look like a quarterback who was out of the league for two months, connecting on passes of 39 and 34 yards on Baltimore's final touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. The Ravens' fourth starting quarterback in their past six games, Mallett finished 28 of 41, passing and outplayed Ben Roethlisberger, who threw for 215 yards and two interceptions. Now, I don't know about you, but I remember that game. I remember that game two days after Christmas. I was back in my hometown of Wheeling, West Virginia. Family's over, and I'm watching the game, and I'm, I'm furious. I am furious. I'm talking, if I could somehow, you know, you remember the old cartoons where steam is coming out of their ears, their faces red. That's that's what I was like. And I remember going on the postgame show with Lance Williams just saying, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this is happening. The Ravens are on their fourth quarterback. The fourth quarterback. So the point of this is that while everything under God's green, everything on God's green earth, underneath the sky, the stars, the moon, you name it, says that the Steelers should absolutely rout the Ravens on Tuesday night, there should be some hesitation here, folks, because not only, and Mike Tomlin was asked about this when he spoke with the media on Sunday, they said, what is it, was it like game planning for a team that you have no idea what they're going to do? He said, basically what we're doing is we are game planning for philosophy. What do they like to do? What do they like to do in certain situations? What do they like to do you know, defensively and offensively on third downs, et cetera, et cetera. What that, what that turns into is you have no clue what to expect. Robert Griffin III beat the Steelers last season in Week 17. It really didn't mean much. The Steelers, they were hanging on to a hope and a prayer to get into the playoffs, but they had to win the game to do it, and they failed to do it. And you know who was running the football? It was Gus Edwards. Why? Because Mark Ingram was out, because they were resting him. Lamar Jackson wasn't playing, because he was being rested. The Ravens had already locked up a bye, I think the top seed of the NFL playoffs, AFC side, and they, they were fine. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, now granted, they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, but they still had that defense, and they got gashed. So guess who's going to be quarterbacking the Ravens on Tuesday night? Well, Robert Griffin III. Guess who's going to be running the ball? Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. If you don't think for a second, and I know, you know there's no Marshall Yonda, Ronnie Staley's hurt, and they've got other injuries, and they've got COVID-19 guys. Look, these players that they are going to get, whether they're depth pieces, whether they're being promoted from the practice squad, whether they're being signed off the street, they are seeing one thing and one thing only, an opportunity. Mike Tomlin says it all the time, that one man's injury is an opportunity for another. They are seeing an opportunity to put something on tape, something on tape that could possibly get them back in the league. Maybe not with Baltimore. Maybe it's an offensive tackle that absolutely shuts down Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree doesn't even come close to sniffing the quarterback. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. But still, let's say there is that situation. It's a Tuesday night game. This is a primetime game. NBC. If there's another coach sitting on his couch and he's looking there and he's like, 
we could really use some offensive line help. And all of a sudden, this left tackle, Bo, who's this guy? He has an opportunity. What if it's Justice Hill, who might be looking at the running back situation in Baltimore saying, am I ever going to get a chance? Am I ever going to get a shot? Well, if he goes out and plays great, great, and he's such a versatile back and catch the ball in the backfield, good runner, change of pace guy. The Steelers liked him a lot coming out of Oklahoma State. But if he goes out and shows out, he's going to find an opportunity somewhere else. I hope people understand that these players are going to be playing with a desperation. And to me, that's scary. That is scary. Tell you a little story. Last summer, there was a family of groundhogs. We have this big, giant gazebo in my backyard. Didn't build it. It was there when we moved in. And these groundhogs must have moved in <laughs> underneath the, the uh, gazebo when the house is vacant. So clearly they're in and out. They're not around our place too much because our kids are always back there. I'm always back there grilling, etc. Next door neighbors, we have two dogs, but those dogs don't go in the backyard. Our next door neighbors, their dogs are always in the backyard and they would always try to get these groundhogs. And if we didn't see the groundhog for a while, came back, guess what? Had babies. Holy cow. So the groundhog they're trying to get through the other yard, our next door neighbor's yard, to try to get to food, which is a garden down the street. Well, the dogs next door got the babies real quick, killed them, took care of it. Okay, so I'm thinking, sweet, I don't have to call the exterminator. If you're a part of the PETA, I, I apologize. This is human, this is animal, this is animal instinct. This is not me killing anything. Okay, just so we're clear. So then the mother, uh, the mother groundhog, she's obviously still looking for food. It has no babies left and she gets cornered by these dogs next door. And she's her, her back is literally against this rock wall and the dogs around and this, this little, this little groundhog, it's not that little gets up on its hind legs, starts showing its buck teeth in these, I don't know what we call this claws or something. And it's going after the dogs. It's going after the dogs. And all of a sudden the dogs are thinking, Wait a second, what did we get ourselves into? And the groundhog is taking it to the dogs. My next door neighbor, who's a hunter, had to come out with his bow and he had to take care of the groundhog. Why? Because it was going to hurt his dogs. Let's bring it full circle here. That's the Baltimore Ravens in this situation. They've heard every single thing that has been said about them locally, in Pittsburgh, nationally. And outside of the NFL moving this to a week 18 that they create or forcing them to forfeit or them choosing to forfeit, they are going to play like that groundhog with the dogs in his face. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but they are going to play like they have nothing to lose. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory to quote Bon Jovi. I was a big Bon Jovi fan growing up. So with all this stuff that's taken place since the last time I talked to you on Friday morning, do I still think the Steelers are going to win? Do I still think that's the correct score? Well, we will find out. After this break, I'm going to answer some questions from Twitter. Some fine folks on the Twitter machine. They sent me some messages. We're going to do that. And then obviously, we'll get to my picks at the very end. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment here at the Let's Ride Monday podcast, gearing you up, hopefully, for a Steelers versus Ravens Tuesday night football game. Folks, I can't stress it enough. Me, personally, I have to record this thing Sunday night for a Monday morning. Okay, now normally on a Sunday when there's a game on Sundays, I don't record my podcast on Monday morning because it doesn't run until noon. However, this is going to run at 5 a.m. Monday morning. So if at 10 o'clock at night, and sadly, news has broken in the National Football League at times like 10 o'clock, if they changed this game, if they canceled it, if they forced the Ravens to forfeit, I apologize. Then I apologize. But I, I have to be prepared. And plus, right after I'm done with this podcast, I'm doing a podcast at night with Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis live on YouTube that we'll have at noon tomorrow on Monday. Um, so I want you all to know, like if, if this seems outdated, it's my apologies, but you have to understand why. So I went on to Twitter today. It was in the middle of the one o'clock games. And I said, I should do a mailbag segment. I haven't done one of those in a while. It's probably been about a month. I should just throw it out there. Hey, you have any Steelers question? No holds barred fire away. Had a lot of good responses. Okay. So I'm going to try to get to as many as I can here. And then we're going to finish this show up with my updated game pick. Is it the same or is it different? We'll see. First, Matt McCoyak, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I apologize if I didn't. He said, is Benny, referring to Benny Snell, a number one running back? Now, I'm going to reference Mike Tomlin here. Mike Tomlin said on Sunday when he spoke with the media, he has no reservation about Benny Snell being a quote-unquote feature back. I wouldn't expect a coach to say anything else. Do I personally think so? I do. I think that Benny Snell is a running back that if he's going to be effective, he has to be the guy. In other words, he's not a running back that's going to be able to just go in, play a series, may, maybe make a splash play or two, and then come out. It, he's just not that type of guy. He's a back, and you saw this when he was in Kentucky. You had to get him going. Look back to that Week 17 game last season. He looked really good. Think back to earlier this season. He actually showed some bounce, some hop, some lateral quickness, something we never saw in his rookie year. I'm actually looking forward to seeing both Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland on Sun on Tuesday. I keep on wanting to say Sunday on Tuesday. I think that Benny Snell will prove a lot of people wrong as it comes to this. Now, next question from Alexa. She says, what is the Snell McFarland split going to be? It's a great question. I would say that it's probably 70, 30 Snell to McFarland. They're going to, like I said, they're going to want to get Snell going. I they're going to sprinkle McFarland in here or there. I would love Anthony McFarland to go the way of Mwelde Moore. If he can become a good pass protector, if he can become a guy that is reliable with reading the, the pass rush and really stepping up and protecting the quarterback, he would be the perfect third down running back because he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a good screen player, good with good withdraws if he has a hole and he has breakaway speed. 
I still think that it's going to be primarily Benny Snell. Benny Snell um, is definitely going to be the, the 70% of McFarland's 30%. But that was a good question. Uh, Boger says, how long do you think Ben has left? He's referring to obviously Ben Roethlisberger. Do you think he signs a one-year extension? Okay, so Roethlisberger has the rest of this season and next season, the 2021 season under his current contract. I'm going to be completely honest with you here. I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to sign an extension this offseason. I think he's going to sign a two-year extension. So that would put him in Pittsburgh black and gold for not just 2021, but 2022 and 2023. I think that he has shown enough with the Steelers this year that his arm is healthy, that he still is. He's he's in the best shape of, maybe of his life. I mean, even in 2004 as a rookie, he wasn't in this type of shape. He is decisive. The offense looks so good with him at quarterback. And plus, I think that if you can get Ben to sign another extend, another extension, you can decrease the cap hit in 2021, which is going to be important. But you can also sign a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster knowing that Ben's going to be back. So if you sign Juju to a three-year deal, then Juju Smith-Schuster knows that for the duration of his contract, Ben Roethlisberger's under contract as well. And that's important. That's important. So I do think the Steelers are going to try. Will they get it done? A lot of it depends on Roethlisberger himself. If he says, you know what, I'm kind of done, you know, especially if the Steelers were to win it all, could he walk away? Absolutely, he could walk away. So you just don't know, but I think the Steelers would be really smart to try. All right, next question from J.C. Kaufman. He says, more likely to explode for a 100-yard game, Eric Ebron or James Washington? Alternatively, if we're doing any question, are the Browns a, a mirage or are they a Serious threat to the Steelers. So this is a two-parter. Let's get to the first parter first. Who's more likely to explode for a 100-yard game, Ebron or Washington? I guess I'm going to have to go with James Washington because I feel like he is a, more of a big play threat in regards to the 100-yard game that you mentioned. However, I think that Eric Ebron is more of a threat, period. Meaning I think Eric Ebron is going to play more snaps. I think Eric Ebron is going to be more of a red zone option. He's obviously scored. I think he has five touchdowns this season. He, I don't think that Eric Ebron is going to be the guy unless he can really break free to get to get you 115 yards receiving in a game. If it happens, it's going to be once a season maybe in this specific offense. James Washington is going to have more opportunities for a big play. So maybe you think about think about a deep pass down the field or down the scene that he catches and runs in the end zone. If that's a 65 yarder and then he picks up a couple more catches after that, I could see him easily going over the century mark, but just, I would say that the, the more likely is uh, Washington. Now he also asked about the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns were able to win down in Jacksonville. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. The one thing that I've always thought that the Browns could kind of hang their hat on is their defense. And, and I'm sorry, Mike Lennon kind of carved him up today. Uh, if the the Jacksonville Jaguars could stop the run even a little bit, they probably win that football game. They probably win that football game. But I think the Cleveland Browns have a lot to prove. That was a trap game for them down there. We'll see how they, they have some tough games coming up still. So there's a lot to be told about the Browns. But, hey, they're winning games they should. Can't fault them for that. Absolutely not. Next question from just R. He says, do you think the youth of our receiver group will negatively impact the playoff run? It's an interesting question. Do I think that the youth of the receivers is going to be a negative 
when it comes to a playoff run? Well, I think it depends on how you view experience in terms of being an asset. If you are someone that says been there, done that is the most important thing in the playoffs, then yeah, it's going to be a negative because none of them other than Juju Smith-Schuster have been there and done that. So when, when it comes to that question, I don't view it as a negative. I, I look at it from the context of the offense. How do they run the specific offense? Can they work with Ben Roethlisberger? That's all that need. That's all that, in my opinion, needs to be worried about. This isn't a situation I don't feel where it's the situation is too big for them. You know, if, if it were, if that were the case, maybe you look at Chase Claypool's fumble against Baltimore in Week Eight. Yeah, maybe it's a situation where, man, I didn't realize it was this magnitude. You know, you played in big games in Notre Dame, but this is different. So I don't think that any of these players, like the situation is too big for them. Maybe there's a drop or two, but I, I'm not too concerned about that. Good question, though. Thank you for that. Leo, uh, Alana, or Elena, I'm sorry, Alana, I'm going to go guess, says, what is the percentage probability that we end up 16-0? and Now, I, I could look up the FPI. I think it's like 9.8% chance. Um, it's around there. It's less than 10% that the Steelers run the table. But to be honest with you, the Steelers are going to be favored in almost every game for the rest of the way. I mean, when you think about games that they have coming up that are going to be really, really tough and that Vegas might say that they're not favored. Well, you think about Indianapolis, but that's at Heinz field. I don't think that the Steelers, that the Indianapolis Colts, because I mean, they lost today against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't think that the Colts would be favored. Maybe the Browns in week 17, depending on the situation. For instance, if the Steelers have locked up a first round buy, or if they've locked up everything that they could, let's say that they're, they've already locked up the North, but they can't get a buy or whatever the case may be, then maybe the Browns would be favored in Cleveland in week 17. But ultimately, I don't think, I don't think that there's going to be a game where they're not favored. Take that for what it's worth. I don't think the Steelers go 16 and 0. But at the same time, if they did, I wouldn't be shocked. Absolutely. All right. Next question: Will Avery Williamson have his first splash play for Pittsburgh on Tuesday? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because as much as I, as much as I want them to play Avery Williamson more, and maybe they will now that they've had this little mini break. You know, everyone's complaining about the Steelers losing their mini break. They still got, they got their mini break. <laughs> they got their mini break. They had three straight days off from practice. I'm sure they had meetings and stuff like that, but that wasn't anything physical. They, they were fine. They got their mini break. Okay. So people need to calm down about that first, but it seems like it's Roberts, Blaine and Vince Williams until they prove that they can't do the job. We know they're not going to get rid of Vince Williams anytime soon. And Roberts, Blaine is, is playing good football within his expectations, meaning I don't expect Robert Spillane to do Devin Bush stuff. So Avery Williamson, I'd love to see him get on the field more. Maybe it'll be soon. Will he make his first splash play? I still don't think it's, I don't still, still don't think it's here yet. Okay. Last question here from Paul. He said, who's the most valuable offensive piece besides Ben Roethlisberger? Love from Germany. Paul, thanks for the question all the way from across the pond. Over there in Germany, I appreciate that. The most valuable offensive piece besides Ben Roethlisberger. This is kind of when you can look into war. War is a statistic that is popular in baseball. It's wins above replacement. And I kind of think that if I'm if I'm going to exclude Ben Roethlisberger, I have to think, okay, so I'm thinking about all the pieces of the puzzle above their replacement. 
So how, what is the biggest differential above the replacement? So let's look at Ben. I know he didn't, he's, I can't say that. I get it. Ben Roethlisberger. He's won 10 games already. And last season between Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph, they've won eight. So you think about wins above replacement. Well, he's already two on the war chart. It would be even more. I'm going to say Marquise Pouncey. I'm going to say Marquise Pouncey. Why? Because who's his replacement? JC Hasnauer. That's it. And remember, they got rid of Stefan Wisniewski. Stefan Wisniewski was supposed to be the guy that they could turn to and say, hey, Wiz, Pouncey's hurt. We need you to jump in there. Be, be our center for a few weeks till he gets back. They got rid of him. They got rid of him. They cut him. They got him off of injured reserve. He either was still too banged up for him. I don't know what the case was. It's J.C. Hassenauer. I'm sorry, but having Pouncey is huge. Think about if you were to lose say, I don't know, David DeCastro. Well, once Kevin Dotson comes off the COVID list, he's proven to be a good enough, he, he can cover both left guard and right guard. I think that Gerald Hawkins would be able to spell Alejandro Villanueva or Chuksa Korfor on the right side to tackle as well. Derwin Gray's on the team still. They have options there. Wide receiver, their deepest can be. Running back, deep. Tight end. Yeah, it's a little thin, but it's, I'm not going to say that's the most important player. I'm going to go with Marquise Pouncey. There's your answer. Thank you very much, Paul. We appreciate you all the way listening, all the way from Germany. Pretty awesome. So let's finish this up with, is my 33-24 to 24 Steelers over Ravens prediction still the prediction? And I'm going to go with no. I'm going to go with no. I'm going to change it up. And those that say, well, you can't change it, be quiet. I can change it. Because everything about this stupid game has changed 15,000 times. So I'm going to go with, thinking about this on the fly here, folks. This is live. We're live with the pick. Pick of the week. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers to hang 30 on Baltimore. Baltimore's going to score, I'm going to say 17. 30 to 17, Steelers win. So that's a slight change from the 33 to 24. Take a field goal off of Steelers and take a touchdown away from Baltimore. I think that's, I think that's about right. So there you have it, folks. I really hope this is the last time we have to talk about this game. I really hope that on Wednesday, I'm not sitting here saying, I can't believe the NFL created a week 18 and they moved this game there. And we're going to have to talk about this again. I really hope that's what, that that's not the case. I really do. But in the meantime, folks, fingers crossed. Tuesday night that the Pittsburgh Steelers will play. And I will be back with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield on that podcast, post-game podcast, hopefully talking about a Steelers win and moving to 11-0 and then having a quick turnaround before the Washington football team comes to Pittsburgh. So we'll see what happens. Gosh, I hope they play. I hope they play. And I know you do too. But in the meantime, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast. Make sure BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of said website. In the meantime, folks, as always, be kind, be safe, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.